Well, hi there, everybody. It's every time, <laughs> every time, every time I record this, I always want to introduce who I am because it's like, it's like a phone call. Like I phone someone, Hey, it's me. I guess that's not how, I guess that's not how this works. But anyway, for those who accidentally hit play or maybe pocket played this, my name is April. It's my podcast. It's called Dig In. So welcome to Dig In, especially to those of you who are who are listening by accident, okay? Um, <laughs> that okay was weird. Anyway, I'm here. It's my third podcast, and I have a lot of thanks to give to so many people. Right before starting recording this, I looked, and my first podcast, the one about being uncool, has 138 plays on it, which is astounding to me. And the second one, which is about... What was it about? I should, I should probably know this before I start to record. Um, I know I talked about the Wonder Years, which, by the way, got so much good feedback. People love that show. There was one person, um, two people actually, who said differently. I'm not going to name them, but, you know, we're enemies for life now. Uh, but I did talk about, that's what it was, taking baby steps towards things that you want in your life and not looking at, at it like a giant goal and recognizing that every mini step you take in the right direction is worth celebrating. So I'm glad, oh, sorry, I was going to say that episode has 97 plays, which is pretty amazing. I don't have a following yet. These are just my friends and people I know. Uh, maybe some frenemies in there, like I talked about last time, which, you know, really makes me uncomfortable. But anyway, if you're a friend of me, I guess you wouldn't be listening to this. So that's probably just all friends. Today, uh, I want to talk about two things. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is the direction of this podcast when I start to invite guests on, which should be coming soon, is going to be centered on connection. The connection we make with ourselves and with one another, uh, usually that deepens uh, over food when we share a dish or we or we eat together. Um, for some reason, I think maybe because eating is sort of an, uh, I'm going to say the word sensual, but it sounds really, it's not, it's, it's, it's sensuous, I guess. It's like using your senses, but it's not a, it's not a, like a, a sensual experiment, experience in the sense of like sex. But I mean, I guess it could be if that's what you're into, but eating, I think makes us all a little bit, it, it we drop our guards. I, I'm not speaking English today. This is probably not a good choice to do a podcast when I can't gather my thoughts. Um, but we all let our guards down um, when we're eating, I think. We're a little more vulnerable. We're a little more human uh, or, I guess, animalistic when we're eating. And for some reason, that invites conversation that maybe wouldn't normally happen. It's why when we meet someone new, we often say, let's go for a drink or let's go for dinner or let's have coffee together. Consuming something in the presence of someone else just for some reason opens doors to good conversation. So that's what my podcast will be becoming um, when I uh, 
set it up to do that. So today it's another mini episode, just me talking at you, to you, for you. Uh, and I want to talk about two things. The first thing is food, and it's just a little, little, um, I don't even know what you would call it, a little, little tidbit, I guess. Uh, we have this thing, um, Paul and I, where, <laughs> I don't even know if he knows we have this thing, maybe it's just in my head, but if we go out for dinner somewhere that we've never been, uh, we have often ordered the thing on the menu that seems a little bit weird, because often those are the things that um, surprise us in good ways. It started years ago with... Um, a dish that has become one of our favorites at Woodenheads. It's the Dynamo Pizza. And I know any Kingstonian out there that's listening is like, oh, yes. It is one of the best pizzas on their menu. And the reason we ordered it all those years ago, it sounds very typical and benign. It is a pizza, wood-fired pizza at Woodenheads. If you've never been there or you're not from Kingston, it is a long-standing restaurant downtown Kingston with um, great food. They have a, a real wood-burning oven for their pizzas, and they've got lots of other things on the menu that are made to satisfy. And I don't know why I'm selling this restaurant right now. Um, hashtag sponsored content, I guess. Uh, but anyway, the Dynamo Pizza uh, has a pesto base. Does it have a pesto base? Yes. Smoked chicken um, and tomatoes and feta and a honey drizzle. Am I getting that right? My God, I should have looked this up before I started this podcast. The point of my saying this, though, is that what got us well, the first time we read it was the honey drizzle, obviously. Like, it, it's it's a strange thing. They added at the end after cooking it, and we thought, oh, well, that's weird. Let's try it. And it has since become our favorite. We've done the same thing at numerous restaurants since, and nine times out of ten, it ends up paying off. We often leave there thinking, like, I would never have thought that that would be great or as great as it is, and we're so happy we got it. So that's just a little tip, I guess, for those new to eating. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. The second thing I want to talk... Thanks for sticking with me through this train wreck. The second thing I want to talk about quickly is parenting. Um, you know, I would say a vast majority of the people listening to my podcast are friends of mine who have kids. If that isn't you, um, I hope you'll listen to the rest of what I have to say or you'll pass this on to someone you know who is a parent what I want to say is um, every season of parenting is really difficult in different ways. I go back, you know, five plus years now to when my youngest was a newborn. And anyone listening right now can obviously understand how difficult it is to have a newborn in your house. <laughs> whether or not it's yours. Uh, they're lovely, obviously. They're the, the easiest things in terms of children to transport places and to kind of, um, uh, they, they're not, you know, they're not getting into things. They're not running around your house ruining things. So that comes later. But in terms of like 
how difficult it is to live your life with a newborn, that's, that's different, right? You're not sleeping really. I mean, unless you get one of those unicorn magical babies who sleeps through the night pretty quickly, in which case don't tell anyone because that makes everyone pretty upset. Um, I had two babies who just didn't enjoy sleeping very much. So I went through a lot in those first years of, um, self-doubt thinking that you know life was never going to get any better or easier I was exhausted all the time my patience was running low I just felt like what is this situation I find myself in and is this how it's going to be forever and obviously it's not but it's really difficult but then you look at friends with toddlers right that's super difficult that has its own set of uh, hiccups and struggles and frustrations for, for various reasons. And then you look at kids with tweens, same thing, teens, same thing. And then adult children where you worry, you worry about your adult children and if they're happy and if they're satisfied with life, if their partner is treating them well, if they're going through fertility issues, whatever. It's a, it's a never ending list of, of things on your mind as a parent, no matter how old your kids are. It just shifts a little bit in terms of um, what the specifics are. So my friend Viera Maleva, who I met through um, her being the photographer that we hired for my brother and his now wife's wedding uh, last summer, um, she has her PhD and she was doing work in the field of psychology and her specialty, her focus was parenting. And she, I don't remember if I was talking to her, if she made a post and I messaged her, but anyway, we started chatting and I have had a pretty rough summer as a mom. Um, this it's, it's irrelevant what the reason was, but, um, I was really struggling with the job I was doing as a mother and feeling 110% like a full-blown failure in terms of how I was uh, loving my children, helping my children, guiding my children, all of those things. So in some way, I reached out to Viera based on something she had posted and she came back with some of the most helpful and meaningful advice as a mom that I had heard and really right when I needed it. But she basically said, and Vera, I'm sorry that I'm paraphrasing here. So tell me if I've gotten anything wrong. Parenting is hard for everyone. This is not something that anyone at night goes to bed really truly feeling like they've nailed it night after night after night. Everyone's struggles might look different, but we're all second guessing ourselves. And first and foremost, that second guessing of yourself or that guilt you feel and the want to do better when the sun rises the next day is exactly what makes you a good parent, right? Nobody's perfect. And I think when she told me that in her house, there's a lot of screaming and yelling and crying and frustration and fighting. It made me feel so much better that someone who has a PhD in this field isn't um, 
what's the word, isn't immune to these terrible struggles. It just made me feel like, wow, okay, okay, I'm okay, you know? And I think a lot of us need to hear that. Um, I'm inundated often with, for some some reason, I don't know if my phone's listening to me and sending out, you know, my information to companies, but I'm inundated with ads for positive parenting solutions, you know, pictures of kids crying and saying, stop the yelling in your home. And as soon as I see these images, I'm reduced to a very insecure person thinking, oh my God, it's so true. You know, they're only young once. Look at the damage I'm doing. And so you beat yourself up and it becomes this never ending vicious cycle of feeling like a failure as a parent and then feeling overwhelmed with what you do about that information that you're, you're, you're telling yourself really. So Vera really helped me to say, remember that wherever there is a vulnerability, there are people poised to take your money. Let that sink in for a minute. Wherever there is a vulnerability or a chink in your armor, I hate that saying, but it's kind of what we're talking about. There is someone poised and ready to to get in there and make you believe your worst fears about yourself and also that they have the solution if you give them money. That is not to say that you shouldn't want to improve in things, okay? It's not meant to say like, shame on you for going to therapy. Not at all. I am seeing a therapist. I'm happy to divulge that to you. I am working on myself and working on making um, myself happier so that in turn my home life gets happier. So that's not what I'm saying. I am talking about the not so well-intentioned ways that marketing people prey on your insecurities to make you think that everyone else is doing things a better way. This isn't obviously just, you know, relegated to parenting. It's body image, you know. Come the new year, you just watch. We all know this. For right now, they leave us alone. For Halloween and and the American Thanksgiving and Christmas, they leave us alone. But come new year, you'll see an onslaught of uh, gyms targeting us and how lazy we are and how self or sorry overindulgent we were over the holidays or weight watchers or I don't even know all of those things so it's not just parenting my point is that whenever you feel wherever you feel vulnerable pay attention to the people out there trying to magnify that vulnerability and make you feel worse about it so that you'll give them money I guess the point of this podcast is to say, the more we share our struggles, the more we normalize the fact that parenting is the hardest thing that you can possibly do, there is nothing you can compare it to, by the way. Nothing. There is nothing out there. There is no job out there that is 
as invasive or important or um, difficult than parenting. There are many jobs that sort of mimic the relationship, nursing, teaching, um, I don't know, daycare provider, all of those things mimic this relationship, but none is the same as this relationship. But when we start to share our struggles, when we start to be honest about our vulnerabilities, when we start to talk openly with one another about how insecure we are in this relationship or this, I guess, role, when we start to do that, we start to build ourselves up and recognize that this is not a new phenomenon. There is yelling happening in every house unless you are, you know, someone who subscribes to or ascribes. I don't know what the word is. Uh, peaceful parenting and you practice it 24 hours a day. And if so, good for you. That's awesome. Most of us are not. Most of us are trying to put one foot in front of the other and we're torn in a hundred different ways and we've got kids who are overtired, overstimulated, whatever the case is, and we're just doing our best. So I don't know how helpful this was. I hope it was helpful. I hope you listened and you thought, you know what, I'm doing okay. At the end of the day, two things. We're all struggling. And if you replay events in your head at night before you fall asleep with the hopes of getting better the next day, that makes you a good parent. Okay? Go easy on yourself. This is hard work. Forgive yourself more often. Hug your kids after things go bad. <laughs> forgive them. Forgive yourself. Move on. Kids are resilient. I promise you, we all came from crazy households and some of us are in therapy. <laughs> so honestly, listen, man, we're all going to be okay. So have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. You all make me so happy. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.